Good morning, saints, brethren and friends. It's a delight to be found in the house of the Lord. As David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. It should be the desire of our hearts as we gather together from time to time as saints. But um, reality would say that sometimes it, you know, we're worried. We're worried about many things. And this morning, I just want to give us a little encouragement in terms of worrying and see what the Lord says about it, what the Lord tells us to do and not to do. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, that's the passage we'll look at, a few verses. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Matthew chapter 6, and this is the Lord himself teaching when he was here on earth. I'm going to read from verse 25. It says, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the foals of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are they not, are ye not much better than they? Verse 7, I mean 27. Which of you, by taking thoughts, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of this field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or where shall wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and these things shall be added unto you. Verse 34. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And uh, we we'll turn to Psalm 37, 37th Psalm. Psalm 37, 1. 
Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the delight desires of thine heart. Commit thy way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Verse 6 And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself, because of him who prospered in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Let's stop there. So we see from the mouth of the Lord Himself while He was on earth, was speaking to His disciples and congregation as it were we call them there were people gathered who was following him as he would go from place to place and he would speak these are the things that the lord wanted us to know even today you know it's getting a little difficult i don't know if anybody noticed life is getting a little difficult for the natural person for the natural person it's hard to live you know, when I look at people going through some things, I wonder, how do they do it without a Savior like the Lord Jesus that we have? For the believers, it's hard enough. But at least we have someone to rely on, somewhere to rest. As the Lord says, rest in Him. We can take a break from it and just focus on the Lord. And, you know, He said, cast your tears upon me. All that's bothering you, whatever the things is, the job situation, the bills are piling up, love life ain't working right, you name it. Whatever it is that bothers us, these are the things that the Lord wants us to cast upon Him. Remember, He didn't say cast some. He said cast all of it, all of it. Sometimes we choose what we want to bring to the Lord. Some we pick and choose. Oh, I can't let the Lord hear about this one. But believe it or not, He knows. He knows about it already. But He wants us to come to Him. Bring it to Him. He has a... His storehouse is big. He's never too busy to hear His people cry. He's never too busy... Remember when they were like walking through a crowd, a very big crowd, and somebody touched him. I'm sure there's a lot of people been touching the Lord in that crowd. But yet one person who had a need touched him, just the hem of his garment. And he knew. He stopped and he took care of the problem. This is how the Lord is. This is the same Lord. The same 
God that we are serving today, the same one who we have exercised faith in, he has the same power to take care of our problems. I must admit that at times, you know, we still worry, even after we finish praying. It's bothering us still. But it's a natural man. But this is not what the Lord wants. He wants us to have a joyful life while we're here in this scene. A delightful experience among men. This is what he accomplished for us when he went to Calvary. All the judgment, all the punishment that was ours, this shame that he has endured, the scorn that he has endured. You know, there are many times we go through these very same things, but the Lord said, he did say we will go through tribulations, we will go through trouble, we go through all kinds of things. That is a natural way of a Christian. But he don't want us to be bogged down with it. You don't want us to be sitting here worrying day and night over it. Because worrying does not change anything. Okay, I got a bill coming up. It's due the end of the month and today is the 30, 30th day. It's due the 31st. I'm going to sit up all night and worry about it and see if it gets paid. Who want to try that? It won't. It won't get paid. At the same time, you know, as he did say, the, the birds don't provide for themselves, they don't do nothing, but yet they're fed. Some people might take it that, okay, you know, I'm a Christian, I don't have to do nothing, I just sit home and the Lord take care of me. Yeah. That's not the thought. We need to do what we have to do in our powers to do, like, you gotta work, you still gotta try to meet your bills. Don't just say, okay, the Lord will pay, and you'll be homeless. You'll be a homeless Christian. But don't worry, you're still the Lord. He still cares. He still supplies. But we're, we have responsibilities too. So, and also as believers, we have to set examples. You know, we do what we have to do. We take care of our things that we can take care of by ourselves. But the ones that you have no control over, those are the ones you place upon the Lord. Lord, handle this for me. Lord, do this for me. Lord, I'm committing this to you. This is how we should do it. We do what we can, when we can, and as long as we can. And then the Lord will take care of the ones that we can't. So, you know, we just had a knock on the door yesterday evening. I mean, we've had neighbors that come and go, but these three neighbors were, been, were there for ever since I moved there, or was it since a uh, long time, over 20 years maybe. But we, we were close, you know, like he would leave, he said, okay, I'm going out of town, give an eye, you know, same thing across the street. So, I don't know, they're, they're, they visit Atlanta sometimes, and then they're here sometimes. But I've seen a truck there a few days. We haven't, I spoke to him one time, like a few weeks ago, just saying hi. So we're there in the evening, knock on the door. Lorna went through the door and it was the wife. He says, the husband passed on on the 13th. It was two days ago. 
happened. So it happened, and we never knew anything. We were there Thursday. We got off like a normal day, and we went to work. Cars there, so that's what always happened. So while inside the house, there was turmoil. There was worry. There was trouble. Nobody knew, you know. So I understand that he passed on in his sleep. He had a heart condition, so he might have had a heart attack. So that was it. It was very sad, and it was really bothersome. It can't help you not to worry about these things. I don't know about his soul salvation. I don't know. I'm not sure. But the Lord knows. So there are things you have control over and things you don't. So, now what do I say to this family? You know? Why did I, you know, how, why did this happen? I don't have answers for that. So, this is what the Lord would want you to pass these things on him and not sit and worry about it. His will will be done. We don't know not his, know not his plans. But his will will be done. And there are many other situations we could talk about that bring us worry and concern. Or children, or grandchildren. Why are they not doing this? Why are they not doing that? I taught them everything I should, but yet they do something else because they're adults now. Right? They said, oh, I can't wait till I'm 18 and I will do what I want to do. It happens, but... <laughs> this is something that we can't worry over and it brings concern, yes. As parents, as loved ones, it does bring concern. But these are the things that we cannot change. And the Lord don't want us to be bogged down about them. Be concerned, but don't be bogged down. You know that um, the word fret, I grew up with this word fret. Fret, 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 fret. Worry is this almost the same, but fret is a deeper sense. When you sit and you just can't pass this thing, it's just there in your head. Every time you wake up, you it's there. Every day you think of something, it's there. That's fretting. And those things could bring a lot of medical condition to us. Stress in the body, stress in the heart. Lord wanted to stop. So I just hope if you don't get nothing today, please don't fret. Stop worrying deeply. I'm talking about deep worrying where it causing you harm. This is what the Lord wants us to do and not to do. Don't worry too much. Let him handle it. Do you think Calvary's cross was an easy task for him? Can you imagine? These same people that he fed a few days ago, these few people who he healed, these few people, the same people who were saying, holy, holy, when he, um, a week ago before he got crucified, a week when he was going into Jerusalem, they were bowing down before him. Those same people he was looking at, at the cross, saying, crucify him. You think that was an easy task? I know I couldn't do it. I really wouldn't. You know, if I had that power that he has, I'm sure any natural man would have done something different. But praise the Lord, he's not a natural man. <laughs> Let's praise God that he's the son of God. The one who holds the power in his hand and the one who yet laid aside and humbled himself and came down 
stoop down lower than the levels of those who were crucifying him. Oh, what love. What mercy, what grace that took the Lord Jesus to the cross. And we are thankful, you know, that even before we go there, even on the cross, he was hanging there, dying. And yet, a thief was there. He's just justly receiving what deserved him. He deserved enough. And yet he would rail upon the Lord. How must have the Lord felt? A common thief. You step up to me like that? That's what they would have said on the street. But the Lord is merciful and forgiving. The other one looked and he saw, oh my goodness. This can't be right. He, he realized what was happening here. Me and this guy was the same at the end. But the one in the middle is totally different from us. He saw that. And he said, we deserve what we were getting. But Lord, and he bowed down. Bowed his head. Of course, he couldn't bend his knee. He was on the cross. So he bowed his head and his heart before the Lord and acts of the Lord. He recognized the Lord for who he was and who he is. And guess what? He was relieved. He was relieved of this. The punishment he was getting. His body was still dead, but his heart and soul belonged to the Lord now. So the Lord had compassion on him. Even then. Now, the work is done on the cross. The penalty is paid. The debt is no longer owed by us. And by us, I mean every one of us who come, who accept the work of Calvary and come to the Lord with humbleness and broken hearted, contrite heart, a broken spirit and a contrite heart. Anyone who comes to the Lord can claim their portion in this forgiven work. And today we are thankful that, if not all of us here, have come to this knowledge and accepted him. So therefore we have the provisions that we have read here. We are allowed to bring this stuff to him now because he bore, bore it all for us. Just throw it in the heap, okay? Throw it, throw it. He says, if you can carry your burden to him, we should roll them. There are times when he said roll in them. But they're so heavy, we can lift them, we can bear them. He says roll it. Anybody can roll something. It doesn't take a whole lot. More strength is needed to lift it up. But to roll it, you can just bring it to the Lord. Oh Lord, I can't bear this no more. Handle this for me. He's willing, he's able, he wants to take care of these things. So don't worry too much, brethren. The Lord is here for us. He will be here for us. He'll come one day and take us away from the worrying. But until now, we have to be in it. And it's prior in um, John 17. You know, I keep mentioning this thing. He says, Father, he's praying, pouring out his heart to the Father. He knows what he's leaving us into. It would have been easy if he would just get saved and move up to glory, wouldn't it? But 
life goes on. We have to live in the sin for a while. And he says, I don't desire that you take them out of the world, or else we would be separated from all of that. But he just wants us to be kept. Be kept. Be kept while you're here. And this provision is here. You know, like, let's think about the rain. The rain is falling on everybody, right? You have a big gathering and the rain is falling. Somebody runs up to you and put an umbrella over your head. What happens now? You're shielded, you're protected from the rain. The next guy is still getting his wet, right? You don't have an umbrella, but we have an umbrella. We have the cleft of his hand. That's where we are. And then under that hand is the Father's hand holding. So we have that double protection that the Lord has given us. So dwell on it, my brethren. Remember, we are His and we are more valuable than anything else He's taken care of in this world. I was watching uh, the news. Was it Friday evening? There was this little girl who she was fascinated with um, hummingbirds. But if you know hummingbirds, they don't, they're not everywhere. And they're very seasonal. They fly very fast, like 135 miles an hour. They're real small. As soon as they see somebody, they're gone. So the mom came up with a, a scheme. She put her out in the backyard among the flowers, dressed up in some pretty thing she made with a, a helmet looked like an astronaut but she can see through it and guess what happened the hummingbird came and got so close to that little girl it came on her face it was like and she was like i don't know how that girl had felt in there she was beyond herself but the hummingbird was all over her so close because she could able to actually be close to the hummingbird and this is the only reason she, she put out otherwise if you saw if she saw the bird saw her coming it will be gone. So right then the, the bird did like this and it was all around her. And she was very happy. She got close to that hummingbird. But the Lord wanna get close, he want you to get close to him. He's already gotten close to us. So he want us to get close to him. Closer and closer. So this is just a few thoughts for us this morning. I trust that these fragrance of the Lord will dwell with us for the week. Knowing that he cares for us so much, he desires to be with us, and he will come again and receive us unto himself. Let us pray. Father God, we thank thee for thy grace and mercies, thy love, thy word towards us and for us, which is a light and a lamp, which guide us through this pilgrim's pathway. We thank thee for the promises that the Lord has made, and we pray that we might grab a hold of these promises and fashion our lives as we should, knowing that we are His and we are His forever. But help us, Lord, with the things that we face each day, the things around us that sometimes brings us worry, worries and trouble. We just pray that we might strengthen our saints and strengthen us in a special way. Encourage our hearts as we go from day to day. We again think of those who are traveling again. We pray for journeying mercies on their way back and we might keep them in perfect peace also. Yeah.
We give thanks, Lord, for the moments spent in our presence as we come into Sunday school ahead in thy hands also. We trust thee for all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, saints.